Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with your daily VR investing podcast. Uh, apologies for missing the last couple of days. Our podcast, we are here in just outside of Houston, Texas, in Sugarland, Texas, as you uh, may have uh, seen and probably experienced in your own area and state. The weather's been uh, a bit blustery. Uh, we've had some power outages, if we've had power, and we've had water main breaks, and it's just been one of, the, one of those fun weeks. Uh, not a week that we normally expect to have happen here in Texas. We, uh, we're not used to, uh, as the, uh, the world's uh, largest energy producer, certainly in the country as well, we're not, uh, we're not used to, uh, to blackouts and, and brownouts across the state and just losing power for days on end. But um, I think a wake-up call uh, for a lot of people about our energy grid and what the, uh, the smartest move there is going forward. Uh, but anyway, great to be back with you today. As always, thank, we appreciate you joining us here. A mixed day today in the markets. If you've joined us prior to the last couple of days, you know what we've been saying, which is this market has really reached a level of extreme overbought that we hadn't seen in a while, pretty much on every metric. It doesn't change anything as far as our views are concerned about the really the short, medium, long-term uh, nature of this bull market, which is we continue to believe this we're in a major melt-up bull market that's got a long while to run on it. Uh, we put a target out there, something like 75000 in the next three to five years in the Dow. could be on the low side uh, because of all the reasons we've been talking about, namely, namely stimulus, both monetary and fiscal, structural. This is a structural bull market. But we are – we did reach extreme overbought, and now this week, guess what's happening? Uh, using a very investing system we have here, uh, we're starting to see those uh, overbought readings begin to fall off pretty quickly. And we're finally starting to see some new buy targets uh, that, are, that are getting more back into our range uh, so we can reload up again uh, for the next move higher. But uh, again, today the Dow, disappointing actually the close today. Dow had been up uh, substantially today before uh, falling into, the, into the, uh, the red with about 30 minutes to go and eked out a small less than one point gain. You don't see this very often. Dow flatline today. Uh, but still hit a new intraday all-time high. We'll take that every day of the week, twice on Sundays. Dow finishing at 31,494. Not a closing high, but a new intraday all-time high. Uh, but everything was pretty flat today, except for the Russ 2000. Russ 2000, again, it's been our leader since the uh, uh, coronavirus insanity lows, which are the uh, March 23rd, 2020 lows. Uh, small caps have led, led again today, up 2%. Uh, Russ 2000 at 22.66. Again, everything else stayed pretty much flat today. We'll just leave it at that. But we're just a stone's throw away from all-time highs and everything. And also of note, we find this very interesting. Not a lot of people talk about the Dow Jones, uh, Dow theory buy signal anymore. But a, a guy by the name of Richard Russell made it famous. The Dow theory buy signal is when the Dow Jones transports and the Dow Jones industrial average both finish close at new all-time highs. Now, there are different interpretations of that, but folks, you can't quibble about what happened today. The transports today hit an all-time high. The Dow Jones Industrials today hit an all-time high. That is a full-on Dow theory-confirmed buy signal. It is extremely bullish, and it matches what we believe, which is that this bull market is more towards being in its infancy than being toward its end. And what's really interesting is this, this is not just a U.S. phenomenon. Um, we also learned this week that almost 100%, or I say we learned, 
we were alerted to this week. This has actually been an ongoing uh, event. Uh, but learn that uh, nearly 100% of all global stock markets, certainly every major global stock market, is trading with a rising 200-day moving average. Why is that important? Because, again, like a confirmed Dow Theory buy signal, this marks the beginning of a move higher, not the end of a move higher. So we're seeing both U.S. and global markets telling us that this is the beginning of what could be a multi-year melt-up bull market. With $20 trillion in fresh global liquidity, you know what? Who are we to argue with that? Don't fight the tape. Don't fight the Fed. That's how we're, we're going to continue to approach it here. Also, our leading economic indicators, again, transports, leading economic indicator, housing, up uh, uh, 2% today, not far from all-time highs there as well. Again, another leading economic indicator, trucking. Uh, our youngest son works in trucking, in, uh, in uh, uh, logistics. They can't keep up with the business, just cannot keep up with it. Uh, even this week, they've got so much backed up work that they're going to be working 24-7 just to get caught up. Again, these are all signs of an economy that wants to continue moving higher. Let's take a look under the hood today at our internals. Again, very, very strong today. Let me hit a quick refresh to get the latest readings here. Here we go. All right. Yeah, for a flat market, very good readings. Advanced decline. Uh, uh, better, just uh, just better than two to one, both NYSE and Nasdaq, as far as volumes concerned. Better than two to one on NYSE, and almost uh, what is this uh, two and a half to one positive uh, Nasdaq volume. Uh, very good to see there as well. And the thing that's continued to blow us away. What do we have today? Five hundred and what is this? Five hundred and thirty-six companies hitting new fifty-two week highs to just nineteen hitting new 52-week lows. That's combo of NYSE and NASDAQ right there. Very good readings. Also in our sector watch today, and that's, by the way, this is what we told our options folks today. We're just not seeing any kind of a sign from the internals that we should be worried about a significant decline. And over my career, which now stretches back uh, 30, what is this, 33 years now, uh, excuse me, since, uh, excuse me, 36 years now, you just don't see... A significant decline, unless it's some kind of a black swan surprise event, you don't see a significant significant decline build and take place without the internals first tipping you off. What we look for is at least eight to one negative on volume. NYC, Nasdaq, eight to one negative is a is a red flag for us. It's a wake up call for us, and we'd also want to see if the semiconductors are ever down about five percent, and we see that kind of eight to one negative volume. That's kind of our bogey for we need to take a reassessment of what's happening here because somebody's sending us a big message. And again, we just haven't seen anything like this. What we're seeing instead are sterling internals that continue to power this market forward. Again, under the hood, everything's looking really good. And our sector watch today, we had um, six S&P 500 sectors finished lower, five finished higher to the upside led by materials up 1.8%. Energy up 1.6%. Again, energy's just been booming, uh, of course, part, partly because of the freeze. Uh, the rest is because of demand and the global uh, the return of a, a global commodity super cycle. I'll tell you about that more in just a moment. Uh, on the downside, utilities, again, rates are, rates are rising, right? We've got the 10-year note at now 1.3%. Not a surprise to see utilities lower. They're huge bars of capital, of course. Utilities down 1.5%. Consumer staples also down 1.2% today. Again, we think this uh, decline has got a little ways to go. 
there's still some excess complacency uh, among investors, but we are starting to see the put call ratio starting to rise, meaning that more and more investors are starting to buy puts. That's what, what this market needs right there. We want to see that continue, maybe get a, some kind of a uh, a sell-off like a, I don't know, a Dow Jones open of minus 500 points next week. We'd be, we would be aggressive buyers of that kind of event because, again, we think this market's going a whole lot higher. Uh, broken record there. Let's take a look at our commodity watch, and I'll, I'll tell you now about uh, what's happening here with um, the global commodity super cycle. Today, gold, which has been uh, weak, but we're buyers. We think lower gold prices are a gift. Same with silver, same with all these commodities that we track here and that we, that we invest in. A gold today up $5 at $17.80. Silver up $0.20 cents at $27.20. Uh, copper today, almost nine-year high today, folks. Copper, we've been banging the – we've really been banging the desk on this in here, as you probably know. Copper up 4%. We're, we've got some good positions in this space. Uh, for first time, over $4 a pound in almost nine years. Uh, today, $4.05 a pound. Massive disruption or massive uh, 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 it, uh, 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 distinctions between supply and demand here. Got a whole lot of demand, not enough supply. That's always a recipe for higher prices, and that's what's happening in copper right now. And that's really because the electric, electrification issue, EVs, electric vehicles, alternative energy, of course, the, uh, the greening of the planet, if you will, and these green strategies, which require a lot of copper, a lot of silver, a lot of these uh, base metals, and, and also, just again, the, the, the global economic recovery that's taking place. And one more time, that $20 trillion in stimulus, this is not just a global reflation trade. This is now the birth of a global commodity super cycle. You've probably heard others talk about it. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks or so, and these are rare. You know, we only had this, – this is the fifth we've had in 100 years. They last 12 years on average, again, in both directions, up and down. But these are very bullish for, for copper, for silver, for gold. Pick, pick oil, obviously. Oil, uh, probably the most important. Not probably. It is the most important commodity. Oil from minus 40 to plus $60 a barrel. Uh, what is that, $100 swing we've seen inside a year? Uh, but again, that was a washout. Oil now, same thing, same kind of supply-demand issues there. We're very bullish on commodities. This is the birth, as we see it, of a global commodity super cycle. Again, they last 12 years on average, and this is the basically the birth. A year ago was the birth for this. We think that a significant wealth is going to be generated here, maybe generational kind of a wealth creation is taking place here. And, uh, folks, come join us. We're, we are well positioned here. And uh, we, are, we think we've got years to make a lot of money in this group. Come join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. And uh, finally for today, uh, oil. Yeah, oil down $1.50 a barrel. Give him a little bit of back of his gains back, closing right at $59 a barrel. And finally, wow, Bitcoin, for the first time ever, crossing the $1 trillion market cap uh, area here, now trading up $37 a Bitcoin at 55800 up 7% on the day. There is no stopping Bitcoin, apparently. Again, once it gets to $100,000, we think this it's at least headed there. We've said that for a long time now. Once it gets to at least 100000 a Bitcoin, it'll have a market cap of just over $2 trillion. We think that's a pretty good starting point, uh, and uh, we are positioned there. 
Uh, we think everyone should have at least a position in Bitcoin. Folks, that's it for the day. Hope you're staying warm. Hope you're staying safe. And have a great weekend. We'll see you back here again Monday after the close.